Hi everybody, welcome to the Women's Dating and Confidence Podcast. My name is Amber and today I want to talk to you about feeling hopeless and apathetic in dating. Before we get into that, I want to let you know about my free guide. It's called Copy and Paste Texts for When He's Pulling Away or Acting Flaky. It's an eight-page guide with everything you need to know and the link is in the show notes. In addition to that, if you're really struggling with dating anxiety and it's taken all the joy out of dating and you're never really able to relax and enjoy the process and allow things to unfold without getting so attached to the outcome, also check out the link in the show notes for my coaching program called The Solution to Dating Anxiety. Okay, so let's talk about apathy and hopelessness in dating. So according to the dictionary, apathy is a lack of interest, enthusiasm, or concern. And so I think that's one end of the spectrum, but for me, apathy has shown up in a way where I can't even get out of bed. Like, I'm so stuck. I want to improve a certain area of my life. I want to take certain actions. I want to create certain results. And I literally can't find the motivation or the courage to get up and do anything in that area of life. And that's in combination with feeling extremely hopeless in that area of life. Like, even if I did do something, it probably wouldn't work out or it wouldn't be good enough or it would take so long or I'm not willing to feel the pain that I've already felt like by getting rejected or having something not work out. So there's this tug of war internally where on one hand you want to take action and create a better result in this area of life and at the same time there's this really strong self-doubt pulling you back. So feelings of apathy and hopelessness were a huge problem for me and like there's never a convenient time to feel apathetic, <laughs> right? So it would just like come over me. And by the time it came over me, it was like too late. Like I didn't even feel in control anymore. And it was such a huge challenge. And the worst part was that it would influence me to think that something was wrong with me. So I would think I'm like an inherently lazy person or I'm just not hardworking or I just am not disciplined enough. And so it was creating a really negative identity for me on top of the already painful experience of feeling so stuck and hopeless. So anyways, I want to share with you what I found over the years that really helped with that to the point where it really doesn't happen anymore. And I want to share with you the causes of hopelessness and how to overcome the feeling of hopelessness, especially in dating. Okay, so the first cause of apathy and hopelessness is self-hatred. And that's a really strong word, but it's also very accurate in describing the way that a lot of us treat ourselves. Another way of describing this would be a really strong inner critic. So your inner critic is a voice in your head that is always criticizing you and telling you that Everything that you do and every result that you get is not good enough. And it's with you when you look in the mirror in the morning. It's with you when you're at work and you make a mistake. It's with you every moment of every day. And in some people, it's really strong. And so if you are one of those people who is really hard on themselves, then you're likely to experience more frequent apathy and feelings of hopelessness. And when it does come, it's going to be 
really strong and last a long time and be more frequent. So basically apathy and hopelessness are a way for your mind, body, and soul to tell you, I'm exhausted from this inner beating. Like if you literally can't take it anymore and it's your mind, body, and soul slowing you down and forcing you to stop. So the most helpful tool that I ever found to work on those negative thoughts and to work with my inner critic was uh, from the book Feeling Good by Dr. Burns, and it's basically CBT. And so he has the double column technique in there where on one side of the paper, you write down your automatic negative thought, and on the other side, you write down a more compassionate, patient, and realistic response. And so in his book, he breaks down the different kinds of thoughts that are unrealistic and negative, and he teaches you how to think differently. The second most helpful tool that I found for dealing with an inner critic is self-empathy. So very often when we experience a negative emotion, whether it's rejection or disappointment or hopelessness, we immediately go into fix-it mode and we don't take the time to really be there for ourselves and be compassionate and patient and understanding for why we feel the way that we feel. We dismiss why we feel that way. We say we shouldn't feel that way. We think something's wrong with us for feeling that way. And just because somebody else has a different emotional reaction in the same situation doesn't mean that your reaction is the wrong one or doesn't make sense. And so it's really important to validate what you're feeling and be patient with yourself. And that looks like saying, for example, like, yeah, it makes total sense that you would feel hopeless and sad after the fifth date in a row didn't work out. And you validate your experience instead of immediately rejecting it and trying to fix yourself or change yourself or change the situation. And what I have found is that oftentimes that's enough and you feel a lot better just from doing that and you don't even have to do the double column technique or change your mindset in some way. And so throughout those years when I would journal or do the double column technique or try to help myself out of that and try to heal myself from this really strong inner critic that was causing feelings of hopelessness and apathy, there were some things that really helped me and those are things that I want to share with you today in this podcast. So the first thing that really helps is to separate your results from who you are and not identifying with your results in dating or any other area of life. So for example, if you're starting a business, then you separate that business from you and who you are. It's a project externally that you're working on. And dating is actually the same way. It's like a skill that you're learning, a game that you're playing, something that you're trying to improve in and get a different result in, but it's not essential to who you are. So instead of thinking of, for example, if you're trying to improve your health or trying to start a business or improve your career or create friendships or improve your dating life, instead of thinking of that as improving yourself, you think of it more as like a puzzle that you're trying to figure out. And so when you look at it that way, it becomes very impersonal. So instead of jumping to self-criticism, like what's wrong with me that I can't figure this out? Or why is it taking me longer than other people? You just look at the project externally, like, okay, something needs to be tweaked, or I need to learn something, or this piece didn't fit, or 
what needs to change? What did I learn? And it's not about you or anything that you need to fix about you. It's just like something in the puzzle that isn't quite right. And so self-criticism really comes when we're blaming ourselves and we're overly identified with our dating results. We think we are our dating life. And when you see it as something external to you, just like a game that you're playing, something that you're figuring out, a puzzle that you're putting together, a machine you're trying to get working, and it's not you, then there's no need to criticize you if it's not working. Most of us feel like we need to criticize ourselves in order to improve. We think if we don't criticize ourselves, then we won't be motivated. If we don't criticize ourselves, then we won't like have a light on the parts of us that need to improve. But I actually think the opposite is true because I see how exhausting self-criticism is and it leads to hopelessness and apathy instead of this mindset of like, oh, okay, I need to learn something, I need to improve something, I need to tweak something to create the results that I want in my dating life. The second most common and challenging pattern of thought or belief that creates apathy and hopelessness is the expectation of a linear path. We think when we're trying to improve our confidence or improve results in our dating life or have a better experience in our dating life that it's just supposed to be like a line on a graph that keeps going up gradually and every action that we take will get a better result and every exercise that we do will feel a little bit better. But usually that is not what the process of growth looks like in any area of life. And so when we're on the process of growth and then we have a challenge or a setback or we we're feeling more confident and then suddenly something happens and we're back to feeling hopeless, we think something went wrong in our growth process. And the reality is that the process of growth usually looks like a jagged line. Like it's up and down and up and down and it's iterative and it's not like a smooth one thing after the next and each step is better than the last kind of process. And one of the things that I hear really commonly from people that I work with is they have a dip in their confidence or a challenge comes up and then they say, I'm back at square one. And they think all of their progress is lost and everything that felt good and felt like progress was actually a lie. (laughs) And the reality is that they haven't made any improvement. And that mindset of back at square one, like as if you could go backwards to who you were after all of that growth and all of those actions that you've taken is what causes you to feel hopeless. And the reality is that if we look at our growth, like if we could actually measure that, which we can't, but um, metaphorically, if we look at our growth, like on a graph, it would be going up and down and up and down. And the more that we're committed and taking action and continuing to seek out growth, the more that we go up. But that doesn't mean that there aren't going to be dips in that path. And so when there's a dip and you're not expecting it and you think there shouldn't be a dip and you think there's something wrong because there's a dip in your confidence or your results, then that will cause you to feel hopeless because you feel like you're not making progress. And so one thing that I wanted to acknowledge and bring up in this episode as well is that sometimes it can get really frustrating when you see that it's a lot easier for other people, like maybe somebody who's super beautiful and gets dates really effortlessly and just gets asked out all the time, or 
somebody who met their partner in high school, like their high school sweetheart, and never had to go through any of the dating stuff. And it's hard to not get discouraged when it's more challenging for you than it is for other people. And one thing that I've seen in clients that I've worked in is that really the only difference between somebody who doesn't get the result and somebody who does get the result that they want, whether it's like more joy in dating or a relationship or dating more people or whatever they're after, is they don't give up and they take consistent, bold action and they do the mindset work that enables them to take that action and they stay committed until they create that result that they want. Like, I remember I had a client who went every single weekend, he would go out into the city and approach like 10 different women every single Saturday. He'd go to the bookstore, he'd go out into town, he'd chat people up, he'd ask people out, he'd get rejected. And eventually, one time he met a girl and she was into him and they started dating and they were in a relationship. And that ended because she had to move. But then he was consistent with his action and now he's in a different relationship. But I think the total count of people that he asked out was like over 80 people. And so it wasn't as easy and effortless for him. But he also grew so much from that process. And he wasn't like super critical of himself the entire time. Or at least we would work on it when that did come up for him. And... I also didn't have an easy path with dating. Like, I can't tell you how many times I got ghosted and rejected and I wasn't valued by the people that I dated. And like, I've dated so many people and it wasn't easy for me. And that's what led me to reading books and doing programs and doing coaching around dating confidence. And I wouldn't be the person that I am today if that wasn't my challenge. And I learned so much that I would never exchange for anything. Like, I don't want it to be easier because of the person that I am today that I'm very proud of being because of that challenge. And so, yeah, it's important to acknowledge that it is easier (laughs) for some other people and that's great for them, but that's not your path. And there are so many gems on this path for you. And within these challenges, you're going to learn so much about yourself and it will be so worth it when you finally create the kind of experience that you want to have in dating. And so one last thing is when I experience any sort of adversity, setback, rejection, or disappointment in an area of my life that I'm growing in and I'm feeling the sting of that, I will ask myself, how many more times are you willing to do that? And then I'll respond to myself a thousand more times. And what that does for me is it shifts me from being like a victim or feeling like weak and small, like I'm damaged from this challenge or adversity to feeling like I'm willing. And just that feeling of willingness, like, yes, this is the path that I choose. This is the growth that I want. This is the result that I want to create completely reframes it for me and gives me more energy to keep going forward because I remember that it's my choice. Like I'm going through this adversity because I chose this path for myself and I want the result that comes as a byproduct of this path. 
All right, everybody, thank you so much for listening today. If you enjoyed this episode and if you have enjoyed other episodes of the podcast, I would really love to see a review from you. And I hope that you have an awesome day. Bye.